Hi, my name is Allie Williams, and I am obsessed with all things business, building a life you love, and living via leaps of faith. I'm a 5-1 fireball of spunk and fun. Four years ago, I left my old Kentucky home via a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign to join an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley. Little did I know after, I would actually be learning in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored, built businesses, loved life, met a boy on an Instagram dating show, and realized I was finally ready to bet on myself. Now, I'm coming to you from North Carolina to teach you what my years of chasing success taught me. Life is not about beating or becoming anyone else. It's not about your income, accomplishments, or wins. It's about your integrity. The things you want simply lead you to accumulating the courage and character you crave. The process allows you to be exactly who you've always wanted to be. Here, we're focused on one thing, helping you live your best life. Yep, I am indeed the hype girl you never knew you needed. So buckle up, because I believe you were created to change the world, but that requires you to believe it too. The question is, will you? Here, you're gonna discover how. So let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to life right up your alley. This episode is kind of like taking a peek into my heart. It makes me like want to cry. Um, But I love Alex so much. And to be able to share her with you guys means so much because I love you guys too. And I really believe that God you know, we talk about the one, whether you believe in that or not, in your relationship, in your marriage. Um, but I just have found that there are there are soulmates in so many realms of life. You know, you can have business soulmates. You can have friend soulmates, sister soulmates. Um, you can have creative soulmates, right? And, you know, to be fully seen is one of the greatest gifts that I believe God gives us to be fully seen in your mess, in your process, in your highest highs, in your lowest lows. And that is something that Alex and I have been able to do together. And, you know, we kind of touch on that in this episode. So I was Alex's Bible leader, Bible study, like leader, teacher in college. We were in the same sorority. I was a senior when she was a freshman. And we have ridden some really incredible seasons and roads together. She is Miss Kentucky 2020 and 2021, and I think one of the coolest journeys that I have not personally gone through, but I got to walk with her through was, you know, the years leading up to that, and so we'll dive into that more, and I just want you to go into this episode and just be ready to know that your process and where you are in your process is is perfect. There is no rhyme or rhythm that you can come up with that is better than what God has for you. And so I just want you to soak in these words from a wise, lovely woman and just know that God is not keeping anything from you. You are exactly where you're supposed to be right now. You are not behind and what he has is really good. So I need you to keep going, okay? Enjoy this episode with Alex Frankie. Hello and welcome back to the Right Up Your Alley podcast. I have an amazing guest here for you girls today. I am pumped to introduce you to my little nugget who is not a little nugget anymore. 
Alex Frankie. Oh, hi. I actually love being called a nugget because chicken nuggets are my favorite food. So this works out well for me. I'm really glad to hear that. Me too. (laughs) Chick-fil-A is life and it will be for life. So yeah, totally. And it's crazy. We were even before recording this episode, just talking about how quickly like life can go, but it's so sweet to have those people that you can always call and just pick up right where you left off and just hear like what God's doing, what he's teaching and like what life is looking like. So I can't wait for me to hear that, but more importantly, everyone else to just hear the lessons that you've been learning in these seasons and just realize how incredible you are, which I've known for years and years. Oh my gosh, quit. You can't make me cry this early on in the podcast. (laughs) I'm a proud mom, okay? (laughs) Yeah, those of you who don't know me need to know that I'm a crier. Like it snows outside and I'm like, that's so beautiful. And the tears and I mean, it's just, that's how I express my emotions, any of them. So there might be a point on this podcast where I get a little teary. We'll see. (laughs) same and my mom always was like you have a sweet heart and I was like it's something mom I don't know I'm very emotional okay (laughs) okay so let's kick off with just your background where are you from what do you do and then we'll go from there stellar well hi guys I'm Alex Frankie and I'm from Lexington Kentucky which is the greatest city in the world in case you wanted to know I grew up in Lexington then I went to the University of Kentucky which is also in Lexington and a major in business management and international business and that actually took me around the world so I did a study abroad in South Africa in Cape Town and then I did another study abroad in Buenos Aires in Argentina and got my IB minor and I also got a certificate in social enterprise which is basically just like helping businesses to be more strategic with their impact or businesses that are built around a model of impact like Tom's Shoes or something like that so that's what I went to school for but three weeks after graduating I got my first full-time job as Miss Kentucky which is just wild that it's my first job out of college and thanks to COVID that job has been extended I kind of feel like I got a promotion. (laughs) It's been extended another year. So I was Miss Kentucky 2019, and now I'm also Miss Kentucky 2020. And that has been an adventure all in itself, trying to navigate this insane time as a state representative, as a public figure, what have you, whatever you see Miss Kentucky as. It's been kind of crazy. So I love my job. I love what I do. A lot of people don't understand that it actually is a job, and it consumes almost all of my waking hours. So if I'm not eating pizza, I'm probably wearing a crown <laughs> or both. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Do both or chicken nuggets. We'll take what or we can. <laughs> I'm really painting myself as the portrait of health here. Just pizza, chicken nuggets. Let me just add a milkshake in there or something. <laughs> hey, that's okay. You got to live a little, right? And I think that treating yourself is a huge part of that. So it's so crazy because, you know, I was actually, for anyone listening who doesn't know either of us, I was in the same sorority as Alex. I know, go go Edie Pie. And, um, you know, I loved her from the beginning. But then we got to be, I got to be her Bible study leader. And then more than that, we just became sisters and friends. And, you know, I got to see a really cool part of your journey in school and relationships and your walk with Christ in, you know, the Miss America program and organization. I got to see all of that, like the highs and the lows. And I think, you know, in the atmosphere, the digital atmosphere, at least that we live in, it's so often um, excluded the, the hard part. 
the highs and the lows go together, right? And I loved, like, it's so funny. I love where you are and this mountaintop in such a big way, but I love you so much more for all of the valleys that we navigated and all of the moments where we had to ask, like, is God doing something? Is he here? What, where is he? Like those moments are the ones where you really get to know, you know, other people, your sisters and yourself. And I think that's why, like, I'll always just, again, love you so much and believe in you and see him in you. And I actually want to focus on that in today's podcast. And you are like totally someone that I look up to and so many people do. But I think beyond that, there's a reason and there are seasons that maybe weren't as highlighted that got you where you are and allow you to hold the space and the grace that you do because of it. So one, what is it like to be Miss Kentucky? you know so exciting I'm sure but like what has it taught you like how has it sanctified you that's what I want to know yeah it's really crazy because overnight you kind of become a public figure just because you assume this role and kind of like persona if you will of Miss Kentucky and it's like that with any state title holder But I think especially in Kentucky, just because of the South and how proud we are of our traditions, Miss Kentucky is someone that's like really well respected. And, you know, I'm expected to be at events because Miss Kentucky has been there for the past 75 years, the past 50 years. It's a long standing tradition. So it's a huge honor to be selected to represent the program in the state. But it's kind of like just popping in and being a special guest star in everyone's lives. You're there for some of the biggest mountaintop moments, you know, someone receiving an award or winning a competition or a meeting, whatever it is, you're there and you're like the special guest and you meet a bunch of people and take a bunch of photos and shake hands and you never see those people again. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, there are a couple repeats in there, but for the most part, I just pop in and out of people's like worlds. And it's a really strange thing. It's also really strange because I feel like there are a lot of preconceived notions about who I should be and what I should do and what I should enjoy because I am Miss Kentucky or a pageant winner or whatever. And so I show up and people just make assumptions or they make jokes and stuff. And, you know, sometimes you can roll with it. You got to give everyone some grace. But I think it's been really hard to just know exactly who I am and who I was created to be when so many people are wanting to tell you you know, who you are and what you should be, what you should be doing. And it's just so interesting to be in this role. But gosh, it's also such a blessing because I am so reliant on who the Lord says I am because I've also been subject to criticism in ways that I never could have imagined. I did not realize that people that you hardly know or have never met could be so cruel just because you are now kind of in the spotlight. So it's like your life is on display for everyone to leave their comments. And gosh, I don't know how like mega celebrities do it. I truly don't know how they sleep at night without the grace of God and without that grounding factor of this is who the Lord says I am. Like waking up every day and saying, okay, this might be what the world wants from me or the world says I am, but this is who God says I am. And at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is what God thinks about me. And that has been one of the most important things throughout this year because it's got lots of highs, lots of lows. You know, you get to be a part of some really cool stuff, but you're also on the road almost every single day 
driving four or five hours by yourself. You're at events by yourself. I mean, you know, sometimes my parents or someone comes with me, but for the most part, you're just kind of like a one woman show and you have to be really cool with just sitting alone with your feelings because <laughs> it was just me and my feelings for 30,000 miles in the past year and good, bad, ugly, my car and I, we've seen it all. <laughs> there have been days where I just squeal in excitement in the car like, wow, that was so cool. I'm so glad I got to do that. And days where I just like sob because my heart breaks for the situation I just saw or the person I just met or the experience I had. I truly don't know how anybody could do this position without the love of Jesus because show he has showed up big time for me and I needed it. <laughs> yeah. And I think really quickly, I do want to touch on Allie really walked through a season with me the year before I won Miss Kentucky when I was also competing. So I competed for three years before I won. So I competed one year was a runner up, another year was a runner up and then I won. And the year that I was first runner up was the year before. So it was 2018. And I, for lack of a better word, put all my eggs in one basket. You know, things weren't going the way that I thought they should be in my personal life, in my education, my career, what have you, nothing was going well. <laughs> and I just felt like all of this heartache and all of this hardship had to be for a purpose. It had to be because God was preparing me to be Miss Kentucky. That truly had to be, like I just thought that was the only thing that could redeem the situation and where I was. And I remember Allie saying, you know, Alex, but how are you going to feel if you don't become Miss Kentucky? Like, how are you going to feel towards God? Like, what are you going to say about God's character? And I'm like, I mean, he's still good and all, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to win. It was just like, I had this narrative in my mind that it didn't matter because I knew that God wanted this for my life. I was like, just sure of it. And lo and behold, I did not win Miss Kentucky that year. And it about crushed me because I had put all of my faith and all of my hope in this outcome. And the crazy thing about like pageantry is you really don't have any control over it. Like you can show up and do your best and be awesome. But at the end of the day, it's up to five strangers opinion of you after they met you for 10 minutes and watched you like sing a song or something. Like it's up to five random people, but more than that, it's up to the Lord. I mean, he is completely in control of those things. And I had so much to learn before I could have done this job. Like if Alex from 2018 had become Miss Kentucky, whew, it would have been an ugly year. I had so much to learn about myself and about God's character and about, you know, is God still good even if it doesn't happen? Is God so good even if I fall short? And is it is it something wrong with me? It, was I the problem? Was I not good enough? Did I not do this enough? Like, And it wasn't any of those things. And looking back on it, I can see, oh my gosh, God had this perfect plan and I would have totally screwed it up if I had been in the one driver's seat. But I just remember Allie walking through that season with me of just pure heartbreak because I thought my way was better than the Lord's way. And what a good lesson to learn pretty early on. <laughs> Yeah, that's absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. I'm fine. Oh. <laughs> I'm a prayer too. We already touched on this, but you know, it's so cool to be able to see, you know, those that you love grow and to see what God can do with time and with life experience and with the heartbreak 
and you know the high the highs that come with life and yeah I'm just so proud of you and I also know that there's so many people in this world and so many people listening right now who can understand that whether they are in the hardship or they're on the other side whether they you know can make sense of it now or they are in a scrambled mess of questions we've all been there and we will all be there many times before heaven right Mm -hmm. and it is just so cool because I remember texting that to you like you know what happens if not and I'm saying that as a sister and a friend and someone who believes in you and wants this for you and is believing with you so hard and I remember having questions myself of like God what are we doing here you know like are you are you playing like what's going on (laughs) Um, but then watching you through this journey and what's so cool is this is just the beginning right like you're so much more than Miss Kentucky and Miss Kentucky is is incredible and something that our state holds so near and dear to our heart because we are a state you know built and and held up by its people so it's it's so cool though to see you know like Miss Kentucky has created a new creation and God knew exactly when to put you in this rite of passage when to give you two years instead of one (laughs) you know it's so cool his timing and often the thing that we want actually comes in a different package but comes better you know yeah I think the biggest thing going into Miss Kentucky the year that I won was that I just completely surrendered it to the Lord. I was like, listen, God, I'm here. I even prayed before I even signed up for my local competition because you have to win a local before you can go to state. I said, listen, God, if you want me to be a part of this journey, send me on to state. If not, I can come in dead last and I would be okay knowing that it is your will. And if you guys had known me like two years prior to that, that is like the reverse opposite of how I felt. Like I was just dead set on living out that job because I felt that it was like my calling. It was what the Lord had prepared for me. And then going into that last year, I was just like, you know, if God wills it, it'll happen and it will be amazing. It'll be hard, but it'll be amazing. And if he doesn't, it'll still be pretty amazing. Like there's something better because he's for our best. You know, he literally picks the best option for us. So I had someone at church point out to me, they're like, the moment at which you decided to surrender your plans and your desires to the Lord was the moment that you were doubly blessed. I was twice blessed in this role because I was willing to just say, all right, God, you you can drive. (laughs) I'm not a very good backseat driver. You just take it. It's a really cool thing to see in hindsight. Yeah, absolutely. And then model, you know, in this position and then far beyond it. It's the stories and the experiences like this that completely change, you know, the trajectory and the voice and the quality of message that passes through us, you know? Yes, absolutely. Dang, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. It's all God. That's the, that's a common denominator that we can both really like handle. (laughs) in this, you know, this is not us. And I mean, I have learned that, you know, in my own ways, I know I learned that in business. And I like, you know, in the in the highs and in the lows, I think I'm still climbing in a way, quote unquote, toward what God wants me to do, ultimately with my career and with my business. But I think I had at his hand and in his favor to learn through my first agency that I can trust him 100%, but I cannot base my love and trust on a circumstance, like you said, Amen. you know, and even, you know, after like Leia Rising, I had to let go of my employees, I was in debt, I had no place to go, you know, I literally was staying in my friend's guest 
restroom trying to figure it out. And it was in that moment that I was like, I still know you're good and I'm going to choose, but you have to do it every day. And that's something that isn't always as easy and isn't always as clear. Even when he does provide, you still are allowed to trust him and trust that it's going to be exactly what it should be, you know? Yes. So good. I love that. Okay. So you talked through your obstacles and what you needed to overcome to get here. And you said it so eloquently and beautifully from all of that, then, you know, you've been able to trust God in so many new ways. You've been able to grow and choose, like really commit to that growth and feel your feelings, all things that take a lot of courage. So I want to know what does courage mean to you today? Courage means so much in like a very literal sense like the courage that it took to get back up and pursue this dream of mine again after falling short because I was the first runner up in 2018, which is still a wonderful accomplishment. But you're standing there in that moment with the other girl and you're like 15 seconds away from either realizing your dream or falling short of it. And it's a very surreal moment because you're like, wow, this is the culmination of all my efforts, of all my life's events. This is the moment. And then it's not. And I think that we really have to equip ourselves to be courageous in that moment and to trust that, you know, my disappointment is nothing in comparison to God's plan for me because it's clearly better than what I had in mind if it's not coming to fruition. Like my plan was clearly not the good one if it's not happening. So it took so much courage for me to go back another time and say, Lord, is this really what you want me to do? Do you really want me to be in this situation again? Uh, I'm not really understanding how this is going to work out for me. And it took a couple of months of prayer before I was really ready to commit to competing again. And like I said, I just had so much peace about it the second time around. Don't get me wrong. There were lots of attacks from the enemy along the way. He was really trying to steal my joy and just get in my head and mess with me and try to tell me things that the Lord would never say, like say who I'm not and say things that are critical of me, just not the Lord's character at all. So it's easy to, you know, spot swiper. But I just felt that the Lord was completely at work that second year of competing. I just felt that he was realizing all of his plans in my life because I just decided to surrender and just let it go and let him be the one, like I said, steering the ship. So it took a lot of courage to actually get back up, but then I'm grateful that the Lord was so good to me and did want this journey for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that truth can be carried over into any area of life. Oh, of course. Yeah, what's so, it's so crazy. You know, we all get to encounter that reality and that truth in our own way and know we're, you know, more powerful, less powerful because the truth is the most powerful part, right? Like your identity and God one, and then your purpose, that's what you need. And they can't be taken away from you. And they're very much more powerful than any circumstance, any win, any loss, anything like that. And when you commit to them, God provides the vision and it's always clearer, better, and more incredible than we could ever come up with ourselves. And so it's so cool to hear you say this. And then again, you're going to relearn that lesson. Like he's given you that foundation, which I see as favor at such a young age to be able to use in marriage, in childbirth, and you know, things don't go like as pleasant or perfect as we ever think, which is fine. 
and actually a blessing because we get to recover. And in the re- recovery, we get that discovery. Yes. I think that being able to learn a lesson about my identity early on is one of the greatest gifts that he has given me because show, I remember Ali, you posted something that said, never put your identity in something you could lose. Never put your faith in something you could lose. And it hit home for me because I was like, I'm putting my faith in a competition. That's a crapshoot. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> reevaluate this one for a second. And there were so many God moments where I was like, whoa, you are the creator of the universe. And I'm going to put my faith in a human before I put it in you. Okay, let's let's get that in check. <laughs> Absolutely. I did that with business too. We all mm-hmm. encounter, you know, I was like, you told me I'm like, I'm the girl who'll change everything. Like, I'll do this in business. I will build it, you know? And it's like, actually, maybe not that time. But also like, again, your identity can't be taken. That's okay, you know? And I just, I love that definition of courage and the realization of it. And the fact that we get to relearn in new circumstances over and over and over, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, what advice do you have for someone who has a huge dream, but is not sure how to get there? Well, I don't want to be cookie cutter and just say, don't give up, sis. (laughs) You got it. Because I feel like... (laughs) All of us have some story of perseverance, whether it's personal or in business or academics, whatever it is. I feel like all of us have had an experience with perseverance, but I think that it doesn't come down to, oh, just powering through tough times don't last, tough people do. Like I don't, I can't buy into that because what I really believe in is like fear is the only thing that's holding us back. Like we had a failure, we had a setback and we're like, all right, Clearly, that's not for me. I don't think I can do this again because we have a fear of what could be on the other side, humiliation or repeat failure or whatever it is. I've been really convicted lately of just like confronting fear in my life and thinking, what's the root cause of that? Like, where is that coming from? Is that from the Lord? Is that something that's biblically based? No? Okay, then let's get that out of here. So, I mean, I think that we have to really sit and look our problems or our goals or our setbacks in the eye and figure out if fear is what's keeping us from realizing it. I mean, I had no fear the second or the third time around, I guess, when I competed that the Lord was going to use me in that experience. And that was my only prayer. I wasn't worried about not doing well or letting people down or disappointing people. Like those fears were very real the first two times I competed. And I got to a point where I was like, that's not what matters. If God has brought me to this experience only to share a word of scripture with someone or only to share my story with someone, and that is the only reason, then that's okay. I can come in dead last. And if the Lord accomplished what he needed me to do here, that's totally fine. And I just took myself out of the equation so that that fear was just not something that had a hold over me anymore. But I feel very passionate about helping others to confront their fear as well, because I spend most of my time speaking to students, elementary, middle, high school, college. And it seems like, you know, when you're a little kid, you have a dream. And when you're in middle school, you still like have hold of that dream. And then there's some age where something changes and you no longer feel that you want to or can pursue that anymore. And I think it's all fear-based. And so when I go to schools, I try to use my story to inspire as many kids as I can to just like knock fear out of the ring and let God do the driving. 
because he clearly <laughs> has done this a time or two. He's got some experience on us. But I think there becomes a really real point where kids are just looking for anyone to tell them that they can actually do something. That thing that they've always wanted to do, they're just looking for that affirmation. Mm-hmm. And to point them towards the Lord, who's our, our like ultimate source of validation, instead of just being someone to say, you got it, sis, I think is so valuable. That's a gift that you can give someone that will like never leave them high and dry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he, again, I think God does not equal prosperity in every circumstance and situation. And that was so surprising to me, (laughs) you know, and that totally brought up fears for me. And that also showed me, and I know it did for you too, in your own version and whoever's listening, I'm sure you have come against something and like, God, like I love God and I serve God. So like, why am I not knocking all this out of the park? You know, Yes. Um, but we're, you know, and I think fear like tells us that we're so many things that we're not one that we can't, that we're not fast enough. We're not good enough. It can, you know, take so many forms, but just understanding that like God is the ultimate and by serving him, yes, there will be hiccups. Yes, there will be potholes in the road that we're working out. But Mm -hmm. if we keep our eye on him, then the ultimate prosperity is heaven, right? But it is available. It is. And and it's going to be for your good. And so almost having that open-handed existence and faith of like, I'm going to give it my best. Work is holy. Rest is holy. God is good. And if I can really show up in those truths and know them to be true in all of these different areas of my life, Mm -hmm. then again, the ultimate thing that he has for me is going to come and it's gonna be better you know yes I think what you said is just like really knocks out of the park for me there is so much to be said about a woman who is confident in her purpose because she is showing up she is doing everything for the glory of the Lord she is working hard but she's not stressed about the end result because she knows that the author of the whole story has written the best outcome possible for her That is an unstoppable woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And that's the number 31 woman too, right? Like I remember reading that the first time, Alex, and being like, your girl cannot do all of those things. I was like, I did not cover this in school, ladies and gentlemen. And and I think what is so cool is every single line is saying something she did or something she is. But the biggest was that she laughs without the fear of the future because she knows who God is. Right. And I think what you just said, like knocks that right out of the park, you know, right back because just knowing who you are, you are and taking life in the waves of again, the hardships, but also like the incredible moments allows and refines you. Yes. A hundred percent. I'm so proud of you. Do you have any, way that we can support you anything that you know we can just show up for other than you know your social media but what can we be praying for you on and and just showing up then well I actually have a pretty exciting project in the works that has been on my heart for a long time and it's something that is really simple but to me to share that with people is very vulnerable I'm trusting that the Lord is going to do with it what he will and that he wants me to put this out into this interweb spaces for everyone. And I'm just really confident that he's going to use this. So be watching on social media. Hopefully I'll have that out in the next couple of weeks, next couple of months, but I'm excited to share that with you guys and really just take you on this crazy crowned life that I live. (laughs) 
girl, I love that. I can't wait to see you and hear more. That being said, link all of Alex's information below so you can find her and support her. And whether you're from Kentucky or not, Kentuckians are our family. So you're our sweetheart. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. You're the best. Thank you. This is my favorite podcast and I'm basically going to listen to this episode a hundred times because this is like a bucket list thing for me to be on my Alley Girls podcast. <laughs> so great. Oh, thank you.